0: This summer, your local movie theater transforms into a tent revival for sharing Jesus. Join believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign, inviting unsaved loved ones to experience The Firing Squad, a new evangelistic movie starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. Witness the true story, then made worldwide headlines. American prisoners discovering faith in Christ while awaiting execution for their crimes in a third world country transforming their lives and the entire prison in the process after the movie and before the credits roll kevin Sorbo will come on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to jesus christ visit firingsquadfilm.com and learn how to get free tickets and more for your unsaved loved ones and become part of this unique event bring friends family and your faith learn more at firingsquadfilm.com that's FiringSquadFilm.com.
1: Ah, thank you very much. Um up here at the, uh, at the ranch and uh, glad to be here. We'll be here for at least a week. Uh, I didn't pay an awful lot of attention to uh, the news, but enough to know. Uh, and I've got a lot to say about what is happening in our country. Uh, and I think I have a different perspective than those who have been watching it minute by minute Uh, i want to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor it's rough greens rough greens is uh, something that i've uh, (laughs) had my dog who's sleeping right behind me um uh, rough greens is uh, something that you put on your dog's food uh it's not a dog food it's vitamins minerals digestive enzymes probiotics omega oils antioxidants he has been running up and down the the foothills of this mountain uh for the last week that's why he's sleeping now uh and you try to with your dog pat's done it with his Stu's done it with his and we all report the same thing our dogs change for the better so try it now roughgreens.com slash back get your dog really healthy ruffgreens.com slash back go there now Well, hello, America, and welcome to the program, the Glenbeck Beck program from the Standing Rock Ranch this week uh, up in Idaho, where we haven't really had any protests, but I have been watching them and I have a lot to say. Uh, and I think uh, perspective that maybe you haven't heard anywhere else. I've been itching to get back on the air to be able to talk to you about it. We begin in one minute.
2: This is... The Glenn Beck Program.
1: Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a man standing in the place where a great house will someday stand. It'll come into existence. His hands are thick and calloused from the many years he's been building homes to fulfill the dreams of others. Measure twice, cut once, his grandfather used to always say. Back in the day when the man was just a kid and was learning a trade, now he stands ready to begin his work, ready to build the home of his own dreams, the place to which he will always return when his feet carry him off to the many wonderful places he wants to go now that he has time to go there. His feet will carry him comfortably in a uh, new pair of Takovas boots. The man who's worked hard for many years, hard as he can. He appreciates the integrity of a boot that takes 200 handmade steps to make. Comfort, style, integrity. These are all the words synonymous with Takovis. That's good enough for him. Find your pair at com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com/beck. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis Western goods for your frontiers. Hello, America. I want you to I want you to just listen for a few minutes and and tell me uh, tell me what you're really concerned about tell me what the solution is to our problems We're living in a time where the president is very controversial he's up for re-election The Democrats are divided over their candidate there's a pandemic going on. A film came out or a video came out that's resonated nationwide and started riots. There's ongoing tension with North Korea. There's mistrust of the government because of the way it's handling things. We're a sharply divided nation. The Student radicals versus the silent majority. And the media is reporting the death toll that is rising every day. Did I just describe today or did I describe 1968? Because that's exactly what was happening in the summer of 68. Let me take you there for a second. In January of 68, Johnny Cash performed his concert at Folsom State Prison in California. The Winter Olympics uh, were about to be held in France, and they were to be fully broadcast in color on ABC for the first time. The The reason why I bring this up, is because I want you to think about the technology that was happening in that year, the good and the bad that was happening in that year. 1968 was an important year because while that was happening here in America, cash and the the Winter Olympics, the Prague Spring began. The secretary of the Czechoslovakian Communist Party was uh, the winner and he became the prime minister over the Stalinist candidate. And that win brought a very short period of liberalization. North Korea at the same time had captured the USS Pueblo, it was a U.S. Navy intelligence ship captured it and its crew and held the 83 US service personnel in POW camps for 11 months. Meanwhile, Viet Cong forced uh, uh, the, the Viet Cong forces launched a the Tet offensive, a coordinated series of attacks against the US targets in South Vietnam. It surprised us and 1500 Americans died. And that was the turning point of the Vietnam War. Meanwhile, back at home, civil rights protests at, a, at a South Carolina State University turned deadly after a police officer was struck with a heavy wooden banister. That's when police opened fire and an estimated 200 black students were there. Three male students were shot and killed, 28 others wounded. This is the Orangeburg Massacre, but you don't really know much about it because the Ted Offensive was sucking up all of the air and getting all of the news. It's also the year the first 9-11 call happened. 1st one 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 call was placed in the U.S. in 1968. Meanwhile, politically, LBJ was in office, and he had the Kerner Commission, and it, it, the, they did a report on the status in America, and they condemned white racism as the primary cause of the recent riots in the U.S. The report declared, our nation is moving towards two societies— one black, one white, separate and unequal. It was then that Senator Robert F. Kennedy announced that he was going to enter the presidential race. On the same day, U.S. forces killed over 500 Vietnamese civilians in the Miley Massacre in South Vietnam. It was just a few days after that that LBJ announced he's not going to run for re-election. And then... Martin Luther King was murdered, and riots happened in over a hundred U.S. cities. These riots killed 46 people. 14,000 U.S. troops, the federal troops, were called in to control the violence. At the same time, the Hot Wheels car was introduced. Then on June 5th, Robert Kennedy was murdered by Sirhan Sirhan, He later said he killed Kennedy out of concern for the Palestinian cause. He had felt betrayed by the support of RFK for Israel during the six day war in 1967. By the way, just another parallel here. I think you've seen the other parallels. This weekend, I saw something on the Ayatollah Khomeini's or or Khomeini's website, the Ayatollah of Iran, Palestinian uh, or Palestine will be free. there's a, Picture that they put of the Palestinians celebrating their freedom at the Al Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem. But it, what struck me was Palestine will be free. What says underneath the final solution resistance until referendum. Not a lot has changed. Richard Nixon won the Republican nomination at the RNC in Miami. Walter Headley, he was the police chief in Miami in uh, 1968, he said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And he said that in response to the protests in the predominantly black neighborhoods of Liberty City during the Republican National Convention. Late last week, this is what President Trump tweeted, the same phrase referring to the looters in Minneapolis. It was at that time when America was busy with her own things that we forgot all about the the Prague Spring in Czechoslovakia, the Soviet Union came in with 200,000 troops and they ended the Prague Spring. We've talked about the Prague Spring over and over again. What happened in Czechoslovakia when the Soviets were coming in to Prague and the people were begging them to come into Hungary and to, and to Prague and to Czechoslovakia. And please get some control in here. Meanwhile, we were begging the same thing. Please, is there any control? The DNC had their convention in Chicago, and the Yippies and the Students for Democratic Society and the Black Panthers poured into the streets. They were met by police forces, rallied by Mayor Richard Daley. Vice President Hubert Humphrey became the Democrats' nominee with the riots happening in the streets. At the first, also at the... the, um, Uh, In 1968, we were counting the numbers of the dead, not only in Vietnam, but the Hong Kong flu. It was a pandemic in the U.S. You don't read much about it because Americans did what Americans usually do. And that's just move on with their life. At this point, there were 100,000 dead in the pandemic in 1968. This year, there's 102 that are dead. 102,000. The deaths back in 1968 affected those who were 65 or older. I just saw a report this morning that this time the deaths 81 or older. The Miss America pageant Atlantic City had a protest where people were uh, they they were gathering around the freedom trash can where women could throw away all the manifestations of women's oppression, like bras and girdles and curlers and false eyelashes and wigs and women's magazines. This is what happened. This is where the phrase bra burning came from and started in 1968, but no bras were actually burned. The the country was in a crisis. They didn't know who to trust. CBS decided they would launch 60 Minutes so there would be an authoritative voice that people could rally around and trust. Then in the midst of all of this doubt, Apollo 7 was launched and provided the first live TV broadcast from a spacecraft in orbit. For the first time we saw the astronauts strapped in the seats and we saw what they were seeing. I was struck this weekend by the parallels of 1968 especially how complete they are as i was watching the launch of spacex and nasa's new rocket do we have the launch of spacex here
3: lift off of the falcon line and crew dragon go nasa go spacex godspeed bottom dog
1: We went from commander so-and-so to Bob and Doug, but it was pretty much the same thing, just a little more casual. It was still inspiring. It was the Games of 1968, the Summer Olympics in Mexico City, where the black athletes... American black athletes, Tommy Smith and uh, John Carlos, bowed their heads and raised their black-glove fists in a salute to the Black Power movement during the Star-Spangled Banner. Richard Nixon won. Uh, By the way, he didn't win the South. That was Alabama Governor George Wallace. He won 13.5% of the popular vote in five southern states, but... He won. The Republican Party was still the party of Lincoln, I guess. At that same election, the first black woman was elected to the U.S. uh, House of Representatives. By the way, not the first black person, but the first black woman, the first black person that was elected was elected in 68 as well. But I think it was 1868. So we had a... uh, It was a summer and a time of iconic movements. Yellow Submarine was released. The White Album was released. William Shatler and and Nichelle Nichols shared the first interracial kiss in the Star Trek episode that year. Aretha Franklin released her album Lady Soul. Uh, Laugh-In debuted. So did Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Imagine that. Mr. Rogers, how opposite to society. NBC had a Motown-produced special called TCB. That was Diana Ross, The Supremes, and The Temptations. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was released. The Love Bug was released. All of these things that culturally were pouring good things into our society. And yet 1968 was also the year that Andy Griffith walked away from Mayberry. I see so many similarities, including the good things and the hope and the promise of tomorrow. But there is one thing that I think I haven't seen the parallel yet. And I think in the end, it's what saved us. What saved us in the end was we did look to the moon and the stars and we saw a bright future while Woodstock was happening while Martin Luther King was killed we looked forward we looked up thanks to the men and women of NASA we had something to aspire to we have it again we have all of these promises that are just over the horizon last time We decided we're not with the rioters. We're with justice, fairness for all. We're not with the rioters. But the thing we're missing is something that happened on Christmas Eve of 1968. I take you back to the moon launch and the commander, Jim Lovell. Listen.
4: To having to dodge mountains. Now Here we were doing
3: something.
1: Here we're seeing for the very first time the surface of the moon. It's really scratchy video. And he's talking about the lunar sunrise and the sunrise for mankind that was just around the corner as we would land a few years later on the Sea of Tranquility. <laughs>
5: on earth, the crew of Apollo 8 has a message that we would like to send to you. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light. They was good.
1: That I think is what we're missing. We're focusing on the darkness and the the deep. We're forgetting that we were created and that we are very similar to our Creator as in as in the way that we can too create. We will create our own future, but we have to decide what's good, what's bad. We have to separate the light from the darkness. Can you do that? More in a minute. So what I did for a vacation uh, (laughs) was work. Uh, and I came up here and i uh, i helped build the studio that we're in here at the uh, ranch uh, and so we could broadcast uh, up here for for a few weeks as my family kind of gets away from things and we watch the world from afar give us some in really good I think perspective on what's happening it's the way America is seeing it from the middle of the country but I was working and working and working and sawing lumber too many times i i learned it's not enough to measure twice at least for me i uh, should measure more often than twice but anyway uh, uh i was working all week and i had some rough days because it was it was hard work but it was inflammation that was really killing me uh, after after the day. So I would take my relief factor. I took it three times a day. I still take it three times a day. I've been taking it for two years because it's gotten me out to where I can actually take the lumber and haul it off the trailer and bring it in and put it on the chop saw and let's move. Relief factor changed my life. Please get your life back. Try it. Just try it for three weeks relieffactor.com relieffactor.com you can call them now at 800 583 583 84 but get your life back with relieffactor.com 10 seconds station id Sarah, do we happen to have the uh, audio from uh, from 1968, where we were uh, looking uh, and being shown the computer for the first time? 1968 1968 was such an a crazy, crazy year of both darkness and light. And it's the same thing that's happening right now. I want to play this for you. As and we were doing our research, and we came across this video, which I had never seen before, from 1968. Here they are introducing the world to a few things. And in a second, we'll see the screen that he's working and the way the track his Oh, there it is. In conjunction, this is from the Stanford Research Institute. I don't know why he's showing the, the mouse. Sometimes I apologize. It started that way,
5: and we never did change it. This okay. characterizes the way I could sit here and look at a completely blank piece of paper. That's the way I start many projects. So with my system, that's a good start. I'll sit here and say, I'd like to load that in.
1: Now he's showing so a computer that write things. It's full of other entities called words. <laughs> so he's he's writing words down. But in this in this video, He talks about how we are going to have to have, basically, Google. We're going to have to have a way to sort all of this information. And in just a few years, there will be as many as 20 of these computers nationwide. The promise of tomorrow is much brighter than you think.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: All right. So... You're driving along. I mean, it finally happened. Traffic was light. Cold steel gray of the overcast morning wrapped itself around your car. The raindrops were pelting on your hood and windshield. And air supply was on the radio. Boy, it was a depressing day. Just then, as you rounded your way onto the on-ramp to start the longest leg of your morning journey, you saw it there on the dashboard. The check engine light. Oh, at long last. What a perfect day for that to come on. When it comes to safeguarding your car against disasters that might come your way, your best bet is Car Shield. They have customizable monthly plans with rates that start as low as $99 a month. And you can choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield will take care of the rest. They also offer 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car when yours is being fixed for free. Rates as low as $99 a month, call 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, or visit CarShield.com carshield.com take the fear of the check engine light away
4: carshield.com use promo code back and check out my show pat gray unleashed live seven to nine eastern every weekday or anytime wherever you get your podcasts This is
1: the Glenbeck program. We're glad you're here. Pat Gray is joining us as, uh, Stu is on vacation this week. Uh, there have been, there have been rioters in, uh, in Wisconsin's capital of Madison. A group of 150 demonstrators threw rocks at police on Saturday night. 75 stores were damaged or looted. And what did the police do? They decided that they weren't going to arrest anyone. Now, this is in the same place that has fined churches from gathering together because of coronavirus. So if you gather together in groups of more than five people, you're going to get ticketed or arrested by police in Madison, Wisconsin. But if you go and riot, loot, break windows, and you're in a group of 150, then you're
4: fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because the looters weren't going to stop and pray, so... No, uh, uh, do, no. Know. So what do you have to worry about? What do you have to worry about? Nothing. I mean, you don't have a bunch yeah. of people praying, which would have been horrible. Yeah. You just got some people horrible. getting some shoes. You know, right? Exactly. Well,
1: yeah, and doing some other things. Well. Uh, can we please uh, g- play the video of the homeless man's belongings set on fire in Austin? Now, if mm. this isn't... You know, really standing up for the little guy, the 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 unheard voice. I don't know what is. Ah, yeah, look, they're taking all the homeless man's belongings, including his mattress, and setting it on fire. That is great. It's in Austin, where they care, right? Right. You know. Now look at this homeless man.
4: And he comes to the camera.
0: I live there. What are you doing? What the f- are you doing?
4: Oh, man. That's... Oh, isn't that heart tragically wrenching. sad? Yeah, yeah. heart-wrenching. Wow. What are you
1: doing? What are you doing? Then I want to show you... And, and uh, Elijah, who is uh, with the Blaze, he was out at the Dallas riots this weekend. And I want to show you... I want to show you the man beaten by rioters in Dallas... Um. You have that one.
4: Now look at how they're just beating him down, kicking, kicking stomping, pounding him in the face. Blaze is showing this
1: live, this footage
4: without any.
1: Look at this guy. Oh man.
0: Oh my god. Now listen to him. Oh, my God,
1: oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Did we kill him? They now are worried that they killed him because he's laying unconscious and there's blood coming out of his head uh, hmm. all over the sidewalk. CBS took this video from The Blaze and uh, and then uh, smeared out the picture of the guy on the street. You don't understand how violent it is unless you see the full picture. You know, we have Mm -hmm. the version that is that's been edited, and it's ridiculous. You don't actually see what's happening to a guy who is just trying to protect his favorite bar. That's what he said. Elijah Schaefer is going to be on with us uh, in a little while, and he's going to talk about the different things that he saw. But there's, you know, it's it's interesting to me, uh, at least. I wanted to look at how many of these cities. Are actually uh, being run by Democrats. How many of these are the oppressive cities that we've been seeing on COVID? You have Oakland, California, and Mayor Jacob Fry, Democrat. Uh, the mayor of Las Vegas, Democrat. The mayor of Louisville, Kentucky, Democrat the mayor of phoenix arizona Derek democrat these are all the cities that were had riots in them uh phoenix democrat houston democrat dallas democrat columbus ohio democrat fontana california democrat uh tim keller democrat uh, he's from windermere florida denver colorado jim o'brien democrat madison wisconsin mayor hancock democrat uh, Mayor Conway from Washington D.C. Democrat, Mayor Browser from uh, Atlanta Democrat, Keisha Lance Bottoms Democrat, Chicago, Illinois. Boy, we got some audio on her too. I got to play uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. I think the, I think Lightfoot is actually uh, the one from Illinois uh, Democrat, Memphis, Tennessee. I think is Keisha. Um, mayor Jim Strickland is Democrat. He's from Portland, Oregon. Ted Wheeler, Detroit. Mike Dugan from San Francisco. London Breed, Nashville. Uh, mayor John Cooper, Democrat, Philadelphia. Jim Kenny, uh, Kenny Democrat from uh, uh, the uh, mayor. Uh, mayor Dil, uh, Bill de Blasio from New York City. And Los Angeles, California is uh, Eric Garcetti. The, so those are all the Democrats. There is one Republican. Uh, the that Republican,
4: bastard. That bastard. yeah, good. How poorly he's running his city.
1: Yeah, <sighs> these were all put in the wrong cities. I'm sorry about that. Um, the uh, mayor of Fontana, California, is Andrew Ginther, a a, um, a Democrat. I, th- I think I don't even know now. Hang on, just a second. Yeah, I think it's no.
4: Fontana is a is a Republican, but that's the only one. That's the only. So it's twenty-five to one. That's I counted twenty-five Democrats and so far, yeah, one one. Republican. Now, yeah, there is an independent in
1: there as well. Uh, The independent is the Las Vegas uh, mayor, Mm. Um, but that's it. I mean, that's that's crazy. And now we're hearing stories, and Elijah will tell us uh, what he actually witnessed. And we have a couple of witnesses that I hope to have on the air today of bricks being delivered and just dumped down where these rioters are being, uh, you know, or these rioters are meeting. Who's who's pre-positioning bricks?
4: Uh, how's that happening in city after city? If I had to guess, I might say Antifa, maybe some involvement there. Uh, is that possible no no i'm sure not no no come on no not at all
1: let me uh let me give you some uh good news today americans are still americans uh you're just not seeing it we're the silent majority still as we were in 1968 Who was cleaning up after these protests? Just volunteers. Volunteers cleaning up in Atlanta. In Seattle, it was volunteers that cleaned it up. Volunteers went to the Twin Cities neighborhood to clean up the ravaged streets. Volunteers in Minneapolis clean up in La Mesa after rioting and looting. It was volunteers. Hundreds of volunteers clean up downtown Raleigh after looting and fires volunteers clean up destruction along the Lincoln Mall it's volunteers that are doing this it's volunteers that remember don't don't be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good this is the way we fight against the chaos we must serve these cities these cities these protests are not coming from the cities These protesters are coming from all over the United States, and make no mistakes as we will show you later on in this program. They are coordinated. You are watching a show. Once you know you're watching a show, don't let your blood pressure go up. And somebody has to be the light. This is what we talked about on the 912 Project. Are you still there? Because you're being called into service. You need to go in and help these cities heal. There has to be light. And it's already happening in city after city after city. You should get involved in cleaning things up, in feeding people, in healing, in comforting. That's the America that we need to be and will be again unless we sit this out more in a minute. Oh uh, All right. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. Let me just take a couple of seconds here and tell you about uh, our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is Patriot Mobile and Patriot Mobile is uh, is really an amazing company. It was started by veterans and it's run by Patriots. And it's it is unlike any of the other big mobile companies, because the big mobile companies are helping fund. Anti freedom of speech, anti second amendment, uh, you know, pro abortion, uh, things and Planned Parenthood. That's what these companies are actually doing. They're funding these things. I want you to put your money where your mouth is and put your money to work for good. Every time you make a phone call, you're funding one of those, uh, one of those projects because that's where Big Mobile is taking some of their profits and putting it. Patriot Mobile has decided to take some of their profits and put it right towards the things that you care about. Pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-free speech. That's important that I'm working with a company and I'm paying a company that is working on my behalf in their spare time. I want you to get Patriot Mobile. Right now, their U.S.-based team is uh, standing by to design your customized family plan. And these family plans start at only $25. $25, a a company that shares your values, supports our Constitution, puts people before profits, gives you the same great cell service that you can find anywhere else. It's Patriot Mobile, 972-PATRIOT, or visit PatriotMobile.com slash back. Get your customized family plan today, starting at 25 bucks. 972 Patriot, 972 Patriot, or patriotmobile.com/slash Beck.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
1: Welcome to the program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much. Uh, I, um, I want to take you to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Jacksonville had moderate, you know, peaceful riots for a while. And then most of the protesters left and the real hardcore Antifa people stuck around. And here's what happened. Um, They um, they slashed the neck uh, of one of the police officers now in uh, in the hospital They've analyzed several police cars, attempting to light them on fire, breaking the windows, and then they stabbed one of the police officers. W- where is where is the media on the violence of these protesters? Where is the media? When, when you had children carrying signs that said, you know, uh, keep my health care for my family, they were called terrorists. They were called uh, uh, revolutionaries, all kinds of names. Where is the media,
4: Pat? Where are they now? Oh, I yeah. <laughs> see, you know, yeah, I, know. Yes, I know there's no words where they always are. Yeah. Where they always are with. The and then, pr- let with me the show violence, you violence. Actually, that's where they are. They're They're, they're in Yeah. F- I think they like it. I, I think a lot let of the me mainstream sh- media likes it.
1: Let me show the video of uh, somebody in their car uh, hitting one of the uh, protests And they honk their horn, like, get out of the way, I'm moving. And the protesters start to whack on his car. We'll go ahead and play this, please. This looks like New York, I think. So there they are. He's honking his horn. He's pounding on the car. And he just starts to move. One of the protesters jumps on the hood and is then... So this person. Oh my God!
4: What did you expect? Well, well, yeah, what do you gonna think is going to happen? Gonna happen? Uh, this, this is just sick. wow. Like he's supposed just to just sick. sit there and allow a mob of people to jump all over his car and what? Drag him out and kill him? That does I have it. a right to defend myself. Yes. I have a right to defend myself. If
1: Absolutely. I get out of my car, I could be dead. If I move forward. I could be dead, because if they stop me, if I do what that person did, they stop. Somebody jumped on the hood of their car, then slid down under the tire, and uh, they stopped, because they didn't want to hurt anybody. But everybody then rushes the car and starts pounding on the car. Mm -hmm. They step on the gas, and I don't think there's a jury in America... That would uh, would say no to that as long as you weren't going in there to try to pick a fight. If your car, if you were on a road and you were trapped and all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap, I can't mm-hmm. get around here. Then I don't think there's a jury in America that would convict you, even if you ran over the person, which he didn't and killed them, which he didn't. I don't think anybody would say anything about it in any jury box, any fair jury box. What are you going
4: to do? Now we saw what happened to people when they stop or open their door and get out of their car. Co- we saw that in Los Angeles with the, uh, you remember the guy that was pulled out of his truck and, and beaten within an inch of his life? Uh, yep. I mean, that happened over and over and over again. And people are being beaten in the streets here. We just had that in, we had it in Dallas. We, sh- we, we showed you that. Uh, the poor guy beaten and stomped and kicked in the face. And, you know, it was really ironic is CNN, which has played footsie with Antifa and
1: they've they've excused them for years. They were defaced uh, and they were a little frightened uh, out of their mind in Atlanta when the protesters started to deface their signs and everything else. I, I'm telling you, I give you the same warning that I gave you in 2010. These people are not your friends. They are a friend of anarchy and any broadcaster that thinks that they're safe because they well no, i'm really on your side they don't think you're on their side that their side is anarchy and they will drag you out of the studios and beat you to death in the streets you better start telling the truth on who these people are and what they're really after these are not people that just say i want to be heard i i need to be heard no there's a difference between being heard Martin Luther King, and looting and rioting and burning your town to the ground. That's a big difference. I don't care to listen to somebody who's throwing a Molotov cocktail. Sorry, not interested in your point of view. More in just a second. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that is so complicated that you never use it. That is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simpler is safer, and it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now, when feeling safe at home has never been more important, Simply Safe is there. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. You can order online with a click of a button, nobody's coming to your house, you open a box, place the sensors up, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople, they don't disrupt your life. And you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. This is why Simply Safe was named best over home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD camera just because you listen to my show at simplysafebeck.com. All right, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, and our sponsor is American Financing. American Financing is the place that you should go and, uh, and refi your mortgage if you're paying more than 4%. You need to refi it right now. You'll save a buttload of money. Uh, you can also get a consolidation loan, and that consolidation loan will do the same. You could save hundreds, if not a $1,000 or more every single month. Please, 10-minute phone call to American Financing to see if they can help. Americanfinancing.net, Americanfinancing.net, or call the number on the screen.
2: Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and
1: welcome to Monday. Live from the Standing Rock Ranch in beautiful Idaho. We are so glad that you have tuned in today. There are riots happening all over the country. And I have an awful lot to say. Uh, And we begin with the riots and who's behind them in 60 seconds standby
2: this is the Glenn Beck program
1: So real estate agents I trust. Uh this is a uh, this is an organization that my brother and I started I don't know how many years ago. Uh and it has helped so many people get the right real estate agent. This is a free service to you. This is just something that I started kind of as a passion project of the two of us. Um because we knew how hard it was to sell houses. And you don't ever know who to trust with your house. It's the most important decision. You need the best person, you know, that meets certain qualifications, has a great track record, really knows your area, has a way to advertise to make sure that they are bringing enough people just to see the more eyeballs that see your house. Uh, the beggar, a chance that you're going to sell your house on time and for the most amount of money. So who is that agent? Well, in your area, we'll find one for you. It's com. We have a network of over a 1,000 people uh, all over the country. If we don't have one that we've already vetted and worked with and really spent some time with, we're not going to recommend one in your area. Free service to you if you're looking to sell or buy a house, com realestateagentsitrust.com So I don't think I have ever seen uh, such a severe contrast of actions surrounding an alleged abuse uh, by a police officer and a black person. Whether it was Rodney King or Trayvon Martin or Michael Brown, there was a lot of violence in the streets, but there were also questions that were happening at that time. There were questions on what led up to the confrontation between the LAPD and Rodney King. There were questions about King's behavior just before the camera clicked on. There were questions uh, that were similar for Trayvon uh, Martin and Michael Brown. The cases clearly were not as cut and dry as some of the street activists had wanted them to be because there were questions about them about it. And it made some of the violence even get worse when you started to ask the questions. But let me look at the case here of George Floyd. What's missing from what's different from the others? I think it's the lack of questions. There has been near unanimous uh, consent that the officer was in the wrong. This case crosses the political and ideological divide. The officer almost immediately was arrested and charged with murder. At the federal level, the Justice Department, President Trump's Justice Department, President Trump's Attorney General announced a federal rights investigation into Floyd's death. So there will be not only a federal prosecution for murder, but also a civil rights investigation. Those happened without any protests. Why? Because this one's cut and dry. This one's really pretty easy. And this is the flashpoint. Now, this, forget all of the ridiculousness of the kneeling at an NFL football game. This case was primed to be the flashpoint that would have given those that think police action deserves more scrutiny and an actual legitimate uh, platform. And they're right. There are bad cops out there. There might even be bad precincts or bad... You know, bad, a whole city of bad cops. I don't believe that. But I'm willing to listen to the case because I want to believe in our police officers. I need to believe we need as a society to believe in our police force. It's why I'm so upset with what's going on in Washington, D.C. If you don't trust the FBI, if you don't trust the Justice Department, we don't have a civil society. But in this case, everyone, and I mean everyone, was in lockstep that this was a horrible, unjustified act. Now, here's the contrast between Floyd and all the others. None of it mattered to any of the rioters. Mutual agreement, swift action against the officer, a federal investigation. But where are we now as a weekend? We are a country that is in a literal war zone. The headline that I saw that was the most frightening was the world worries. Why? Why? Because one of the things that we have going for us, one of the reasons why we are the richest nation in the world, why we are poor, have a flat screen TV, is because we are stable. We have a stable set of laws, a stable, the longest running constitution in world history. And people know they can count on Americans to not go crazy. That's why the world is worried. 3,000 arrests in over two dozen cities. More than two dozen cities have also enacted strict curfews. 5,000 National Guard troops have been called up in 15 different states. In my home city of Dallas, it erupted over the weekend. ATM machines were smashed. Well, that'll show the police. Store windows were broken in as as looters scrambled inside, stealing everything they could get their hands on. Neiman Marcus. What does Neiman Marcus have to do with the oppression of the blacks by the police force? People were violently beaten unconscious. I haven't seen anything like this in my lifetime. And it can be seen all over the country. There are no questions as per the conduct of the officer. But now there are questions. Who's fanning the flames here? They will tell you that it is Donald Trump. (laughs) They have no credibility anymore. I'll tell you who's fanning the flames. The radical left movement in the late 1980s and 90s, and up until about a decade ago, was all but dead. But they were still out there. But their arguments had been proven wrong time and time again. They had no ideological ground to stand on. They were frauds. And the majority of those who tried to, pers- they tried to persuade knew it. But that's not the case anymore. President Trump has now designated Antifa as a terror group. Oh, that means all kinds of things we can be uh, looked into now which leads me to all kinds of new questions on who do you trust? Attorney General Barr also announced they're looking into some of these groups for their culpability in the Floyd riots. Can you imagine what's about to happen if this hopefully goes through? Antifa would be a major target for anti-terror investigations. That means the wiretaps and a whole lot of doors that were previously locked. That means looking into these mayors that have been playing footsie, like Portland, with Antifa? How many people at the DNC will be caught speaking to local Antifa chapters? How many organizations, such as possibly the Democratic Socialist Americas of America, can be caught up in this web? How many local and state elected officials? How many media personalities? Oh boy, if you've been on the side of Antifa, you might be in trouble. See, this is why you you don't want to be in living in a country where you could have these terrorist designations um, easily put through because if you're on the wrong side you're toast Elon omar is now peddling a conspiracy theory looking for outside agitators yeah there are outside agitators there are people that are rioting in minneapolis that have no place in Minneapolis or in Minnesota for that matter. And there are outside agitators, like China is taking advantage of something that is homegrown. They're terrified. Now nearly every single riot that has broken out over the past few days, they all are very, very similar. Peaceful protest begins, and then something happens. Something spirals out of control, and the whole city is on fire. Now, is it a conspiracy? Is it a theory of conspiracy to claim that far-left radicals and groups such as Antifa are stoking the violent flames? The governor of Minnesota said this weekend that 80% of the arrests were made on people outside the state. This number's gone back and forth, but they were clear clear outside agitators now I want you to listen to this quote from USA Today drifting out of the shadows in small groups dressed in black carrying shields and wearing knee pads they head toward the front lines of the protest helmets and gas masks protect and obscure faces and they carry bottles of milk to counteract tear gas and pepper spray most of them appear to be white They carry no signs and they don't want to speak to reporter trailed by designated medics with red crosses taped to their clothes. These groups head straight to the front lines of the conflict. Now, so here we have these white students, and I will agree with uh, with some of the people that said this is mainly caused by white supremacists, uh, but just not the way they think. These white supremacists are these people that think they know better than everyone else. These whites that just have to go in and protect the poor black man because the black man can't defend himself. And so these whites defending the black man go into the cities and burn down the black man's neighborhood. Uh, that doesn't sound very helpful. Night after night, USA Today continues. In this ravaged city, these small groups do battle with police and National Guard, kicking away tear gas canisters and throwing back rubber foam pro- uh, 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 objects fired at them. Around them, fires break out. Windows are smashed. Park cars destroyed. USA Today reporters have witnessed the groups on multiple nights in multiple locations. Sometimes they threaten those journalists who photograph them destroying property. So what does this sound like to you? Does this sound like some something spontaneous that we haven't seen before, or does this sound exactly like Antifa we've seen on the streets of Washington and uh, Washington State and Oregon and New York City? It is Antifa. A security consultant investigating the riots told USA Today that they found a majority of the hardcore rioters are far left and anarchist radicals. Again, Antifa. A peaceful protest in Charlotte was criticized by their own organizers after other groups moved in and hijacked their event. uh, They implied it was an attempt to support the movement, but was co-opted by anarchists and others who were there only to start fights. Elijah Schaefer, who works for Blaze TV, was on the ground in Dallas. He said the writers, uh, the uh, riots, didn't have anything to do with black versus white or police brutality. He said it was simple class warfare against the rich and shop owners. He said organizers showed up with pallets of bricks and said to them, "Go in this direction towards Victory Park because that's where the rich people live." End quote. Now, I want you to listen to this from the uh, from the riot in Los Angeles. It's a black woman who came to attend a peaceful protest, calling out a group of black clad Antifa white girls for causing problems and vandalizing. Listen,
3: this is not
2: Let this is not don't a
3: black woman don't who's don't put in Black Lives Matter.
2: People? I just want People? you to know don't,
3: don't that when right but y'all doing that for us so here are
1: these
0: listen don't don't don't
1: here is a peaceful protester a black black woman saying don't you write black lives matter on that building in graffiti don't do it we didn't you're you're gonna get the black community blamed for this you're two white girls from antifa There is no conspiracy theory. This is as open and shut as the actual killing of George Floyd. The evidence is out in the open, and it's spreading all over the country. And anyone claiming otherwise is either not paying attention or mad because it goes against their narrative or scared that their culpability with the far left is about to be on the front page of every newspaper in the country. There are three actors in every case such as this. The first, the peaceful activists exercising their right to peacefully protest. Whether you agree with them or not, they're operating under the law. The second are the troublemakers that want to benefit off the chaos, the rioters, the looters, etc. They need to be held accountable under the same law that is protecting the protesters. There's a difference between protesters and looters and thugs. They aren't protesting. They're committing crimes. But the third, the third, they're the ideological agitators. And chaos is their ladder. They don't care about anybody's color. They don't care about justice. They don't care about police brutality. In fact, they actually want it because it brings more chaos. Now that movement is gaining in strength, but we have allies all over the country and they run all the way up to Washington DC and we surround them. This is classic strategy, top down, bottom up, but the bottom is coming up in a different sort of way. And I'm going to show you the solution to this in 60 seconds. All right, so last hour I told you I left my relief factor behind when I went on vacation. And uh, the other thing I left behind was my 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 dog's oh. rough greens. And uh, it was bad. I had to get my uh, relief factor up here because I was working so hard and I was really just, it was not good. And uh, there's a German Shepherd that I think is still, yes, sleeping behind me right now on the floor. That was a little pissed off that I didn't bring rough greens as well. So we had them overnighted, uh, and it's not a food. It's, you know, kibble is a dry and dead food. It's been sterilized for long shelf life. But Rough Greens, you add to it, and it is a supplement that puts you put on your dog food. And it's jam-packed with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and uh, mega oils and probiotics, all the live stuff your dog needs to really be health, healthy. So give your dog the Rough Greens 14-Day Jump Start. Get a bag today for fourteen ninety five and see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. 33. Call today, roughgreens.com slash back. seconds station ID.
4: Sarah.
1: All right. Could I play? Could I please have the uh, the sheriff that decided to walk with the protesters? Now, I happen to know this sheriff. He is truly an amazing, amazing guy, Uh, and I want you to—I want you to hear what he said. He walks out with the protesters, uh, and he wants to make sure that they understand that he's there to protect them to protest. But he does something remarkable. Listen to this. The
3: only reason we're here is to make sure that you got a voice. That's it. There we go. For a second. Don't think for a second that he represents who these cops are from all over the county and around this nation. We go out there to help people, not do that nonsense. We want to be with y'all, for real. So I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. You got little ones here, you got dogs, so what's up.
0: So listen, I'm just telling
3: you, these cops love you. That cop over here hugs people, so. You tell us what you need to do.
1: So this guy is an amazing, amazing sheriff. I hope to have him on later on the uh, the, uh, program today. He's actually uh, a friend and has done work uh, in, um, in Mexico with me, uh, with uh, OUR, as we went in and rescued some, some slaves. And he's, uh, he's very motivational. He's really an amazing guy. Now, here he is uh, in Flint, Michigan, a state that is going easy on all of the protesters but went really hard on anybody who wanted to open their business. And instead of having a riot in Flint, he decides, look, I'm going to talk to everybody beforehand and tell them what the deal is and we're with you. What happened was wrong and we want investigations. It's brave people like this that I think can change the world. And I've said for a very long time in the end. I think this audience is going to play a very big role in saving the country. Remember what we talked about on the 912 project. The 912 project was to never forget who we really are at the time of trouble. To know what you believe, know why you believe it, and stand for goodness. The same kind of thing was happening in 1968. The rioters were there, Malcolm X was there. They were shooting uh, RFK. They shot MLK. They shot anybody who was a force for good. But what happened? The good won. I mean, I hate to quote Star Wars at this, but strike me down. You will only make me more powerful than you can imagine. It's true. It's true. And America... ...is not with the protesters. Let me rephrase that. America may be with the protesters, but they are not with the group that has infiltrated these protesters. We are with anyone who says, hey, nobody should have their neck uh, kneeled on by a police officer. We want justice. More in just a second. Stand by. Uh, I want to uh, tell you a little bit about Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks are the best. Now, Father's Day is coming up, and kids. I know oh, a couple of my kids are vegans. I'm going to try to break them up that. but uh, Dad likes steaks. Mm, big steaks. Omaha Steaks. They're delicious. And if you order now, you can get a free pound of of steak-cut bacon, pound of bacon, pound of bacon, all from the world-famous Omaha Steaks Company. You can get burgers and franks and sausages, poultry, pork, and, yes, steak. So, you're going to get a taste, uh, tasty and easy to make side dishes as well as one-step family meals, artisan desserts, and so much more. Right now, their Father's Day packages are ready to order, ready to ship. And many include free shipping and a free pound of steak cut bacon. Oh, bacon. Uh, it's OmahaSteaks.com. Type in Beck in the search bar and shop for Father's Day today. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Beck.
4: Don't forget to use the promo code GLENN. For $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com.
1: Martin Luther King quotes here. Welcome to the Glenbeck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, we want to talk about the riots. Uh, Pat is joining us. Stu is on vacation uh, this week. And, and Pat, let me ask you this. Um, have you ever heard... A story where riots or protesters got so violent and were so close to the White House that the president needed to be moved to the bunker. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. Neither have I. Now, no, I don't know. Chilling. It may have happened. They yeah. don't usually say. Uh, but some unnamed source, again, I don't know if they were trying to make the president look weak or what, but um, they said that he, was, he moved uh, to the bunker. Uh, and I assume the family uh, moved to the bunker because when they moved to the bunker, all of those who are under Secret Service protection uh, are moved at the same time. So the president went to the bunker underneath the White House. That's how violent and Amazing. close this was. Fifty Se- Secret Service agents, 50, were injured um, over the weekend. They set fire to, mm. I think it was at St. Saint- paul's episcopal what was the name of the church it's been there forever but it's It's right right across the street street from the white house yeah Yeah, it's it's just right right there right uh saint john's church that's what it is uh and it's it's been there forever it's the church of the presidents whenever the president goes to church it's usually that one uh and they set it on fire and Mm. it's a block away from the white house
4: And uh, I mean, it's totally out of control, totally out of control. I'm looking at one of the pictures from the weekend uh, right now, which is right by the White House. And there are, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands of people all jammed together, all protesting, all screaming about the president and what's going on in this country and stopping killer Uh, cops.
1: Wait, what did the president do? He came out immediately against mm -hmm. this killing he directed the FBI or the Justice Department to look into it, to start a civil rights uh,
4: case on it. He, yeah. The cop was immediately arrested for murder. I mean, what else do you want? Yeah, I, I don't think, seriously, I don't think this has anything to do with George Floyd at this it point. It doesn't. Nothing to do with it. It doesn't. Well, did you see George Floyd's family?
1: Yeah. His brother just came out and said my brother would have hated this he had nothing mm-hmm. he would have never been involved in any of this yeah stop using my brother as
4: as an excuse to go loot yeah and here we are with all these people taking advantage of this tragic situation and a pandemic and uh making the whole situation worse I, it's just so despicable i and when it's gathered right outside the white house like this it's pretty chilling uh it's pretty chilling when 50 Secret Service agents are injured uh, in protests and riots. Our prayers are with the police officers, the good police
1: officers, uh, and, the, uh, and the Secret Service, uh, as they always were, as they were under Obama and they continue to be under Trump. Uh, these guys serve us and the Constitution. And uh, if we're going to be a country, we have to make sure that our, our leaders are safe Um, Martin Luther King, what's really also despicable is they're taking a quote out of context, and they're using this a lot. A riot is the language of the unheard. I don't know if you've heard that in the last few days, but that's Martin Luther King. Uh, But what they're trying to use it as is King saying that it's okay to riot. It's fine for Antifa to loot and pillage. But that's not what Martin Luther King said or did. Martin Luther King denounced all violence. He understood the psychology of writing of rioting, um, but he didn't feel it was giving voice to the voiceless. Uh, He made he made it very, very clear that that part of it is wrong. Now, he made the comment in 1966 in an interview with a very young Mike Wallace. I want you to listen to the full quote.
5: I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. How many summers like this one do you imagine that we can expect? Well, I would say this, we don't have long. The mood of the Negro community now is one of urgency, one of saying that we aren't gonna wait that we've got to have our freedom we've waited too long so that uh i would say that every summer we're going to have this kind of vigorous protest my hope is that it will be nonviolent i would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive
4: mm.
1: So here's Martin Luther King. And by the way, he's talking about the plight of the unheard, the African-American. And he says the mood of African-American. We want our freedom. This is not what these riots are about. These riots are about the rich. And they they are being hijacked by a group of white Antifa students. These guys are the real white supremacists in my point of view. These are the ones who say, oh, the poor black man can't defend himself. He can't have a riot himself. No, excuse me. The b- b- black people are protesting. They're protesting, but they're being hijacked by Antifa and radicals. This isn't about Anything like Martin Luther King was talking about. And he's not saying riots are the solution. He's saying they are a tragic symptom of a bad society, a society where people feel voiceless and alone. But he also said this.
5: I would like for all of us to believe in nonviolence, but I'm here to say tonight. That if every
3: Negro in the United States turns against nonviolence, I'm going to stand up as a lone voice and say this is the wrong way.
1: That's not a black. Uh, that's not a white crowd cheering him. Standing behind him on the podium was Jesse Jackson. That was a black crowd agreeing with Martin Luther King. He wasn't advocating violence. He was advocating liberty and justice for all people. He was advocating that black people uh, would be able to pursue their own happiness and being treated equal, as our documents said. He was warning against naivety, strategic violence and upheaval. A remo- uh, irremovable part of America's DNA. That's why we're an independent nation, right? We're a republic free of tyranny because on December sixteenth, seventeen seventy-three, a band of political rebels in Boston dumped three hundred and forty-two chests of British tea into the Boston Harbor in an act of political violence. That is could be called terrorism, of course. But what they weren't doing, they weren't just trying to piss off all Englishmen uh, and make sure that nobody had their tea and crumpets. They were protesting a tea tax. That's what they were protesting, a tax. They didn't go in and burn all the ships in the harbor. They didn't take anything from the sea. Yes, they did destroy the tea itself. But it it was an act of saying, we don't want your tea. We don't need your tea. You're going to tax it. We don't even want it. That's what was happening here. We, the people in the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, not a perfect, a more perfect union to establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. Provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America. Do you hear this? To ensure domestic tranquility. How many of our politicians are doing that? Are they ensuring our domestic tranquility? Are they calming things down or stirring things up? To secure the blessings of liberty, not just to ourselves but our children, we establish this Constitution. Strategic violence is always part of our escape plan from the Constitution, should it ever get bad. It's what libertarians refer to as boogaloo time grounded in the promise of the words a well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed so yes we do have a right under the constitution to take up arms against the government of the United States but does anybody want to do that does that sound like a good idea over this see this is needless violence And it has no place in civilized society. Needless violence only causes more needless violence. Two years after Martin Luther King said, a riot is the language of the unheard. Two long years, April 4th, 1968, from the balcony of a room at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. A white supremacist aimed a Remington 760 Game Master. 30-06 and martin luther king and fired but that night bobby kennedy did something few americans ever have the opportunity to do or the guts to do he went in front of a large black audience on his campaign trail that had not heard the news because there was no internet or twitter and he had to break the news that martin luther king had been murdered
5: we will have difficult times we've had difficult times in the past but we will, and we will have difficult times in the future. It is not the end of violence, it is not the end of lawlessness, and it's not the end of disorder. But the vast majority of white people and the vast majority of black people in this country want to live together, want to improve the quality of our life, and want justice for all human beings that abide in our land.
1: Robert Kennedy was right that night, and he's still right today. Most Americans want justice for all. They want to live side by side. We just want to go back to our lives, be left alone and create a better world for ourselves, for our neighbors, for our children. 63 days later, a deranged man with a handgun killed Bobby Kennedy. That was 1968, the last time we saw riots like this. Civil rights in America is a history of death and tragedy and violence and chaos. Floyd died one week ago, murdered in daylight, and we as a nation are still stunned. Every time we as a country live through one of these tragedies, it stuns us. But every time we eventually... Emerge from the chaos with a stronger sense of what it means to be American. I want you to focus on that. What does it mean to live like men determined to be free? It means you have to do the hard things, and the hard things are not picking up a gun or pricking up a brick or smashing windows. It's being there to protect those in that neighborhood that are losing everything, that are going to be blamed by some for doing it. I don't think black people are doing this. I think some blacks and... Many whites in Antifa are. Don't be caught up in the game. Instead, be part of the solution. Go back and listen to the entire speech on the night Martin Luther King was killed by a very brave RFK because his words hold true today. So um, over the past few weeks and months, it turns out that sales of devices like webcams and monitors and PCs have shot up incredibly. (laughs) Some reports say by over 100%. Now, you know what I'm going to say. If you're one of the people that just bought that new device recently, you absolutely need to make sure that it's protected from cyber criminals hijacking all of that. If the devices you already own aren't protected well, that's what Norton 360 is there for. Norton 360 helps you stay more private and secure in today's connected world by working to keeping private eyes out, uh, prying eyes. Your private eyes need to be remain private. Uh, When you get Norton 360, you're getting real-time protection against existing and emergent threats to your information with a VPN operating on bank-level-grade encryption, the password manager that stores all of your passwords and keeps them safe and and uh, manages all of your passwords. Norton 360 is your key to better cybersecurity and peace of mind. It's a toolbox no one can prevent all cyber crime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety so get 50 percent off your first year with the annual subscription at norton.com back that's 50 percent off at norton.com slash back go there now norton.com slash back
2: this is the Glenback program mmm
1: So here's a story from CNN. A Michigan sheriff joined protesters in Flint Township on Saturday, putting down his weapon and saying, I want to make this a parade, not a protest. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, He was the uh, Genesee County Sheriff. Chris Swanson spoke with demonstrators who were met by police in riot gear. Uh, The only reason we're here is to make sure you get a voice. That's it. Swanson said. These cops love you. The cops uh, will hug people that are here. Uh, We want to walk with you. We are literally with you. He smiled and then high five people in the crowd who responded by chanting. Walk with us. Walk with us. And he did. Uh, Chris is actually a friend of mine. Um, Chris is a guy who has done a lot of volunteer work rescuing um, slaves all over the world. I was with him in Mexico as we went on a mission in, in Mexico rescuing slaves, uh, and he's a remarkable man, a remarkable man, and uh, we're going to talk to him next. He His speech has gone viral all over the world. Uh, he was on, he was the lead story everywhere yesterday. We're going to talk to him about how to handle a riot, how to... How do the police behave and what difference it can make if you act like Martin Luther King? Next.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You've heard me talk about my Tecovis boots and how much I love them and what a great company they come from. It's a small business that's doing things the right way down here in Texas. Well, given the challenges that we're going through as a country, Tecovis has asked me to speak about something else that comes to mind every time I put on my Tecovis boots. The cowboy. Now, you know, I'm not a working cowboy, but I know some of those guys and not being one of them, I wouldn't pretend to be. But what I see in them, I see in other people, too, because in many ways, cowboy is just a mindset, an uncompromising can do attitude, a willingness to help even when it's really hard. And most of all, the cowboy knows that the good guys always win in the end. So as you begin the hard work of bootstrapping this country and economy back into shape, Tecovis has the boots you need. Find your pair at T E C O V A S T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com slash Beck. com slash Beck. And what do you say? Let's all be cowboys. First, I want to tell you about Rectech Grills. I have a Rectech up here at the uh, ranch yesterday. Tanya made some uh ham, and I'm not a big fan of ham, quite honestly, um, but it was come from one of our pigs down on the farm and so we're like, okay, <sighs> anyway, um, she made it in the Rectech grill and smoked it. It didn't even taste like ham. It was like it was the best ham I've ever had. Bar none. You were going to have some of the best food that you've ever made in a rectech grill. All you have to do is go to Rectechgrills.com slash back. Now, this is a smoker and a grill. Um, it is it's unlike anything you're going to find in the store um, because it would be way too expensive in a store. Uh, they've cut out the middleman. And so now they make this high tech grill that is built like a tank. You'll love it. Built by grillers for grillers. It's Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-C. Grills with an S dot com slash back. Rectech grills dot com slash back go there now
2: What you're about to hear. ...is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
4: Well, hello,
1: America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So, I think we all are clear that the protesters are different than the rioters. There are people that are legitimately protesting and have a legitimate right to protest... And one of them was heard on CNN yelling at the those who are hijacking these legitimate protests. Listen,
6: this is what I got to say to the people who are destroying things. If you really feel like you have to take an opportunity, like if you're going to be an opportunistic, something is wrong with you. If you cannot stand up and fight the good fight and you want to be a cheater and go ahead and take what we're trying to do, something is wrong with you. Because what we're trying to do is stand up for the basic rights of humanity. And that's what we're trying to do and we're trying to do in a peaceful way. Who do not want to go through this anymore?
1: Amen, brother. That I can stand with. So now how do the police manage this situation. A friend and a guy who has just developed into a hero in this uh, joins us in a few minutes. His name is Chris Swanson. He's a sheriff of Genesee County in Michigan. And what he did over the weekend has been uh, a voice heard around the world. And we talk to him in 60 seconds.
2: This is...
1: Glenn Beck program Uh, gosh you remember that delightful little trade war we had going on with China oh I don't know it was seems like 30 years ago but it was just in 2019 well guess what COVID-19 or no COVID-19 really doesn't matter uh, anymore Uh, we have a bigger trade war going on right now in uh in our society with china and it is uh pretty remarkable what's happening right now china is uh is uh flourishing they say i don't know if that's true but now china is posturing for a cold war on top of that we're headed into an election On top of that, the headline this weekend was The World Worries, and they were talking about America. On top of that, our dollar would crash right now if Europe wasn't even in worse place. Uh, They are now hoarding US dollars all around the world because they're afraid of financial collapse, which keeps us from financial collapse. Once we go really unstable or something else happens, that dollar can go unstable, and you got nothing. It's eventually going to happen because we're printing all of this money. I want you to think seriously about investing maybe 10% of whatever it is you have in your 401k or whatever into physical gold. That Goldline has a self-directed IRA and retirement account special that will reimburse you for up to 10 years in IRA fees for qualified purchases. That equates to thousands of dollars in reimbursements. So call today and find out how to protect yourself before it's too late. The world is moving at hyperspeed, and it's not going in a good direction yet. Gold is the perfect alternative to your typical investments during periods of instability, like the election season or riots all around the country. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So, Chris Swanson is a, uh, is a guy who's done a lot of work for an organization that you are well aware of. That you actually helped start uh, Operation Underground Railroad, where we go and we rescue uh, slaves all around the world. Chris was with me in Mexico, and I had time to spend with him, and I just I love this guy. He's the sheriff in Genesee County, Michigan. He put down uh, his baton and took off his helmet, and he said, I'm with you, and so are all these cops, and we're nothing, we're nothing like the guy who murdered, murdered a man. This is actually what he said to the crowd. I want you to listen to it.
3: The only reason we're here is to make sure that you got a voice. That's it. Don't think for a second. Don't think for a second that he represents who these cops are from all over the county and around this nation. We go out there to help people, not do that nonsense. We want to be with y'all for real. So I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. Hmm here you got dogs so what's up? so listen i'm just telling you these cops love you that cop over there hugs people so you tell us what you need what to do
1: they start chanting walk, walk with us and he says let's walk where you want to go well walk all night long this is a different story than we're seeing all over the country. Uh, with us now is that sheriff, Chris Swanson. Hi, Chris. How are you?
7: Great to talk to you again, my friend. Thank you.
1: So I saw this. Uh, I saw this this morning when I got up around five o'clock, and I'm like, I I know Chris, <laughs> and I was so proud. I was so proud of you, Chris. Thank you. Um, uh, first of all, tell me how this. Happened? Was this spontaneous? Did you plan that? Were there risks? There had to be real risks involved in doing this.
7: Well, I can tell you that um, I would love to say that it was planned and we had a strategy, but uh, that's not the case. And I can tell you throughout the whole week, uh, you could feel the tensions build. You felt it. The nation felt it over the weekend. It went buck wild. You felt that uh, there was such a level of frustration that's never been seen before. And on Saturday, when we had gotten word they were doing a demonstration, you know, as the sheriff of the county, the chief law enforcement officer, we worked with other agencies, our local Flint Township precinct was kind of taking the lead as blocking traffic, and everything was calm at 5 o'clock. Crowds met at a Target, which ironically was the first big store torched in Minneapolis. And then you could just feel the tension continue. They marched up and down, east and west. and. I'm gonna tell you, when the crowd grew to uh, hundreds and they marched towards the local police department, we saw what happened in uh, Oregon, we saw what happened in Minneapolis to the police departments and the temperature changed, Glenn, the temperature changed. And I, uh, I saw officers, we battle geared up and you know now it's more of a response to what could happen. I have 11 second video I just recorded. I don't know why I did it, as I walked towards the crowd uh, and where our line was. And the tension was so, it was so intense. I thought to myself, how did we get here? Like, how did we lose? In eight minutes and 46 seconds, we lost years of inroads to our communities. And Mm -hmm. uh, I will tell you, that line that was formed is a line that you've seen across the nation with uh, cops on one side and protesters on the other. And and it was just uh, by the grace of God, I saw a, a Flint Township officer, Miller, he did a fist pump. I don't know who instigated it. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I saw a short little attempt of a hug, and I thought, that's it. i got to speak to these people. So they dropped their batons. I took my helmet off. I walked in the middle of the crowd and picked out a shot caller and gave him a big old fat man hug and said, Brother, that guy is not who we are. And uh, he said, you need to tell the people that. And then I said, you get them to listen to me. And he turned, and, and the whole crowd, they were just hungry for a, an ear to, to listen and I'm going to tell you, that was the first question, but the second one really is what changed history and made Flint uh, the beacon of light across our nation that you can protest, just like the individual you're going to have on your show that says basic rights and humanity, that's what they're fighting for. We want a peaceful demonstration. Yeah. That guy is a rock star because the protesters, they're protesting for the right reasons. And when I said, did you notice on your audio, I did, I, I've heard that just a couple times, even though it's gone pretty uh, insane. I yeah. didn't. They didn't have to think about what they wanted. I said, "What do I need to do next?" Immediately, walk with us. That's they want. They want to show unity. They want the cops to listen and to react and not just give lip service.
1: So, Chris, did did you fear that because there are there's a difference between the protesters and then those agitators that are joining in? Many of them antifa and have nothing to do with, uh, yeah. with you know, the black community even. Um, did you fear that those people were involved were they there
7: um yes they were uh now the group that you mentioned we did not have intel that they were there but we had a clear uh direction that uh, we had people bringing bottles and gasoline and rocks and and uh that was always a threat but i'm going to tell you i'm not trying to be a superhero i'm not trying to be uh macho but that was the least of my concerns uh, 27 years on the job, tomorrow's my anniversary. I started June 2nd, 1993. Through years of experience and training, and we started in the jail. And in the jail of a sheriff's office, you learn how to deal with 120 convicted felons and people that are that are awaiting prison for life offenses. And it just treats, it trains you to be very comfortable in those situations, but I know you are a, uh, I know your heart, Glenn, and I know that you understand the spirit of God came over and anointed that situation. And I walked into it, as David did, and I felt that peace, and I saw the entire crowd move. So to say that I wasn't scared, I'm sure I was, but the action and the, 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 the movement of vulnerability, that sent the message more than my words could.
1: So now talk to the police officers all around uh, the country. and Well, no, first let me start with this. For those who are listening who are protesting, tell me who the, tell them who the police are.
7: Yeah. There's 800,000 police officers in the nation that go to work every single day because they love their community. And if you go to Officer Don Memorial page, you'll see people every day giving their life. Those are the real hearts of, of the People's Guardians you know your moms and dads and brothers and sisters that are out there and 24/7 and everybody in the country. No matter if you hate the police, when you're in trouble, you call three numbers, 911, and we risk our lives to get there. That's who police are. They're soccer coaches and soccer moms and they're they're people who love their families and they're singles and marrieds and that's who the police are. They're, they're the fabric of protection. And but we can't forget that we need to serve. And to those that are protesting, there's righteous anger. And that righteous anger can be met with a police force that can hear the voice of the people. And when those two work together, you see what happened on May 30th here in Flint, Michigan. But if the protesters, like was said on your show, are rioters, those are folks that are taken. And what, what, what your, uh, your, uh, your next guest was probably going to talk about is they're stealing the message from the people who want change. Now, those folks are hard to negotiate with. I'm talking to the people who have righteous anger. And for the law enforcement, it's got to start from the top, Glenn. People need to come out from their conference rooms, their podiums, their intelligent briefing rooms, and get with the mix. Start serving people. You know, you don't need to be, the higher you go, more removed from your community. You need to be more in tune with your community. You need to serve water and food and go to the same events without any strings attached, just like you do with OUR. You serve yeah. with nothing in return. You know, and when people see that, they see the heart of people. And I'm going to tell you this, that group, they're street savvy. If they felt for a second that my words were empty, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But they saw the heart. It started with a fist bump, went to a hug, and the whole thing was turned. So, Chris, we're, uh, we're
1: facing a time now. I mean, you're in, you're in Michigan. <laughs> Which has been, uh, quite an interesting. I didn't think I would be coming back from vacation talking about riots in the streets on something entirely different than COVID. Yeah. Um, but here, but here we are. So you're in Michigan and, and I know that there are good cops and bad cops and, you know, we see them, um, every day. But the average American now is losing faith in their police force and in some of the sheriffs, et cetera, et cetera, in our FBI and justice system. What has to be done to uh, to be able to regain that trust from some of your biggest supporters? I mean, I, I see things that are happening with covid. Um, up in Michigan and I, just, I I I'm stunned by it. I'm stunned by
7: it. Well, to answer a lot of that question to your first point, the burden falls on the police. We have to take the first step and there should be no such thing as a bad cop because if you got a bad cop they shouldn't be a cop get them out fire in charge nobody's fired more police officers than our office in the last 15 years i've arrested my own people i arrested people there's a guy in jail in the next county charged with life offenses for committing a sexual assault on duty we are held to a higher oh. standard and when it falls on us that standard means that we need to act swiftly and not make a wrong a right call it what it is to your second point I don't want people to lose faith in the very people that will give their life to protect them. They're there 24 seven and they are great people. Do not paint all law enforcement with the same brush. Number three, it starts from police leadership, set the tone, set the standard, expect what the people want. And that is a professional police officer that is willing to protect and serve. And when it comes to Michigan, you're right, especially Flint crime, the automotive industry shut down, you have poverty, the, the water. water crisis from 2015, <laughs> yeah. 2016. I mean, you got people. My parents live in the city. And, but, you know, this agency, we delivered cases of water to people on the front door. We, we took care of their basic Maslow needs. During this COVID case on March 17th, I swore in 40 faith-based leaders as deputy sheriffs to deliver a million pounds mm. of food because the system had shut down. We delivered a million pounds of food to people over the last six weeks. We have a jail that has, in the county, fourth highest in deaths of the in, in, in Michigan. We have a jail of inmates, the most violent people. We have zero COVID cases in the jail, zero inmate cases from this entire pandemic, because it's not one person. It's not one protocol. It's an entirety. And uh, the community in Flint showed rock star behavior on May 30th. They set the tone for what Flint can do in spite of all the the challenges they've had and and that we've had as a city to say we can protest, we can do it with righteousness, and we don't want to burn our city down. But you're right. We're getting smacked every which way to Sunday, but the nation needs healing, and it needs people to step up in leadership positions to say, listen, I'm going to do it because it's the right thing. It ain't the political thing. It ain't the faith. It's the right thing. And if you do the right thing, people respect that. They don't want words. They want action.
1: Chris Swanson, uh, good to talk to you again, my friend. Thank you so much. As well. Chris Swanson, he's the sheriff of uh, Genesee County in Michigan. He is the sheriff that you're seeing everywhere. Put down his baton and listened to the protesters and changed things dramatically in Flynn, Michigan. All right, more in just a second. Stand by. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Simply Safe. The number one sign of a bad home security system is too much complexity. When you have a security system that is so complex, you don't even know how to use it. You just, you end up never using it. It's like a car sitting in your driveway, but it doesn't have an engine in it, it might look nice, but it ain't going anywhere. Simply safe believes simple is always safer. It's like the name says simply safe and feeling safe has never been more important. These I fear riots are going to continue and they're going to cascade all around the world. Uh, and, uh, And there are people that just want to see the world burn. You're not one of them. You remain safe. Get simply safe. You can order online today with a click of a button. You open the box, you place the sensors in, you plug them in, and boom, your house is protected around the clock. No technician, no salesperson is necessary. You don't have to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign some two year contract. None of it. It's 50 cents a day will get you all the protection you need. Head to simplysafebeck.com. Get a free security camera when you order your system. That's simplysafebeck.com. Make sure you let them know who sent you. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, Sarah, do I have another get? All righty. Welcome to the program. Uh, Pat, How many? how many sheriffs in the country, how many police chiefs in the country, especially these big cities, could get away
4: with what Chris just did in Flint. Mm. Uh, I'd like to think a lot of them could, but uh, probably not. Do you? Yeah. I, I mean, I think what
1: the secret to Chris is is he has a track record of of being there in yeah. an, a, in a you know in an above and beyond way. You know, he cares about the community more than his you know career
4: ladder. Yeah, and, and I'm about- not sure in these. That took Go some ahead. real guts because uh, he didn't know what kind of reception he was going to get. It could have been a really ugly reception that he got, uh, but he waded right into it and and went forward and it worked out really well. So I, I don't know how many people would be willing to take that chance, though.
1: Well, he's in tune. You know, I know him. He was on a protective detail uh, with me in Mexico when we were going out for rescuing slaves. And so we got to know each other pretty well and uh uh he listens to the spirit and that's the difference i mean it's not a, that was not a calculated thing uh, as he said and i don't think you could without being in tune with the spirit i don't know if you could do that because you would be risking uh so much i mean i guess if if a cop did that and then was beaten or something that would be you you would still make the point you would become more powerful than you were if you were alive or not beaten uh, but uh, with these with these hijackers that are in this, um, it's uh, it's a different world. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know who you are dealing with, and that's and
4: I think that's mainly because the press never tells you who you are dealing with. Do they? No, no. I mean, the press is not talking about the fact that Antifa is involved in a lot of these uh, riots, and of course they are, uh, but they're not going to tell you that they're they're gonna they're gonna act like these are just regular people and it just happens to turn ugly while they're out there. Now, they they've been planning on ugly the whole time. Uh the rioters and the looters. Uh and I think I really believe Antifa, antifa's behind a lot of it. Oh yeah.
1: And I wouldn't put past some of the Bernie Bros uh yeah. as well. Yep. You know, there are people that want to see the world burn because then they can rebuild it closer to their heart's desire. Uh, But I want to talk next a little bit about Trump designating Antifa a terrorist organization that is going to have uh, far-reaching ramifications, and we'll go there in just a couple of minutes.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: All right, let me tell you about uh, Rectech grills. So these grills are so great. Uh, I I just made some ham. Actually, my wife made some ham uh, last night. I'm not a big fan of ham, uh, but it was it was our pig, and so mm, can't eat a pig like that all at once. Anyway, uh, so we put it in the Rectech grills, and it was it was the best ham I've ever had, and I don't like ham. I I asked for more. It was really good. You're going to be amazed at what you can make in a Rectech grill. It's a smoker and a grill made by grillers for grillers. And right now they're giving away one for Father's Day. Enter for your chance to win the same grill that I use. Rectech's Father's Day contest is going on now at RectechGrills.com slash Beck. That's RectechGrills.com with an S slash Beck. RectechGrills.com slash back you go there now find them also on social media they've cut out the middleman and you're gonna save money on the best grill bar none rectechgrills.com slash back
4: are you tired of always arguing with socialists save yourself some time and just get them Glenn's new book arguing with socialists it's out right now.
1: This is the Glenbeck Program. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, we're trying to make sense, just like you are, of what's been happening uh, in our country for the last few days, uh, in the last uh, few weeks, and what is coming. Finally, somebody in uh, government has decided to speak the truth about Antifa. Donald Trump has just labeled them a terrorist organization, a domestic terrorist organization. I know the uh, Obama administration, many tried to paint the Tea Party movement as a terrorist or an anti government uh, sort of group. But if you want to look at the definition of it, I think you would find Antifa. Uh, They are trying to tear us down, they're taking advantage of a real tragedy from last week with uh, the police. Uh, and they are using this as an excuse to burn our cities. And this is the last thing we can afford. Now, President Trump takes the act, uh, takes the uh, uh, the time to say, uh, by the way, this is a terrorist organization. And I'm instructing our attorney general to uh, start to go into it and find out all about it. This is going to give them all kinds of new police actions uh, or police um abilities, if you will. They're gonna be able to wiretap, they're gonna be able to do all the things under the Patriot Act now. Uh that's only gonna set Antifa off even more, but I think it has to be done. This is a legitimate terrorist organization. When you see what they've done, I mean do we have the video of the woman um who comes out of her shop and she tries to stop these the rioters, they're not protesters these rioters, and uh, she gets beaten. Can we play this, please? Now, there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys, eight guys, standing in front of this little... It's called Rochester Fire Equipment. And they break her windows, and this woman, this older woman, uh, comes out, and uh she says please stop and uh somebody takes a two by four and starts beating the building and the glass and everything else out of of her little shop they then start throwing things at the window and at her she's still engaging she's really small they throw a ladder at her front door she walks out And she says stop it and then they turn around and they start beating her punching her relentlessly in the head then one of the protesters takes a two by four and starts beating her with a two by four it is insanity insanity now why are they beating her with a two by four they're beating them with two by fours because they don't agree Because you won't lay down and do what they want you to do. If that's not the definition of a fascist and a terrorist, I will terrorize you. I will make you afraid so you will do nothing. These people need to be called terrorists. Uh, But, uh, you know, unfortunately for many on the left, it's going to expose many on the left. Because many on the left have been uh, covering them. Many in our institutions uh, have been covering for them. Many mayors around the country have been covering for them. And uh, Attorney, uh, Attorney General Barr will find this out. Uh, I mean, I think this is, as, this is as bad as those Democrats that were uh, rooted out uh, in, the, uh, in the South during the 60s that were shown to be a part of the oppression of blacks. This is the oppression of anybody who is well less ar- or who is less armed than anybody that comes up to your front door under the guise of Antifa. Um, they are suppressing civil rights and destroying property. I hope that uh, Barr does this investigation and does it quickly and legally
4: uh we 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 don't need another scandal in our justice department yeah it's really it's really something how uh so many of these extremists have taken advantage of the situation they've just uh, to uh to destroy and to steal and to just do whatever mm-hmm. it is they want to do uh like did you did you see the pro, the uh the looters at the two shoe stores one was in one was in Philadelphia, I think, and one was in Chicago. Do we have this? Uh, Go it, ahead and play this if we have it. That's, I mean, this is amazing Um videos from from my show this morning. Um, oh, this is from Nike. Yeah, no, there was they one in Nike to a Nike store. Look at that! Look at that! I mean, just hordes of people running in there and getting there. Hordes theirs. of people. Then there's another one. This is. Th- this is not about race. No. This is about class not and all. greed. Right? Yes. Yeah. There's another one in another town, uh, and I think it's I think it's Philadelphia. There's one in Chico- So that was yeah. Ro- okay, Rochester. Um, here's uh, another scene where they're stopping cars, and cars are stopping and just jumping out and participating in the looting. This is amazing. Oh, there oh was my one gosh, guy with is. about eight boxes of shoes. And by the way, these are not. These are not cheap shoes. These are like $300, 400 500 sneakers. Nikes, Air Jordans. Just walking out with them. and Look then And then they stopped. And getting back over. into their cars, which yeah. they stopped yes. in getting, the middle of the road. She they, gets back into uh, that her car. That is
1: remarkable.
4: And she leaves. Then she comes back for a second round here in a few minutes. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough. Shut that up. Long. No, she comes back. She comes back and goes back in thinking, hey, I didn't get me enough. Uh so I'm going <laughs> to go well, back. The faces
1: there. Yeah. I mean the faces of these people are right, right. And there. These guys I mean
4: yes. I, I mean all of these people could be found and arrested. Will they be? Will any of them be arrested? I doubt it. They should. They oh, should be. Absolutely they should be. They should be. Absolutely. Why is this okay, allowed to happen? Pa- what I mean, why I know, is this guy guy's with
1: pants the- down? <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing actually the crotch. You're seeing the space. <laughs> Uh, between his legs. I mean, it's not like I'm seeing just his butt cheeks. I'm seeing his actual legs underneath the butt and through to the front side.
4: Yes, thank you for the Pull your pants up a just little bit. Appreciate that. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> well, there are a lot of people listening on radio. Yeah, that didn't actually seeing it. see just how uh, didn't get a graphic it was. So I mean, it was good. Come on. Have you ever seen anybody
1: wear pants like
4: that? Not that low, no. I've never, I mean, I've That's s- as low no, as I've, I've ever seen, seen, seen in my life. His pants have literally right. fallen off. They're down. Yeah, that's at what, his knees. that's what it look,
1: Yeah, that's what it looks <laughs> like when, you know, you're 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 ready to go right yes. and you're just too lazy or drunk or whatever to take your pants all the way down that's what it looked like it did. and i've seen pants and you're like i don't know how they keep them on that i've never seen
4: i mean the guy is stealing shoes and literally waddling down the sidewalk because his pants are that yeah. low they're that low yeah he looks like danny devino is the penguin <laughs> yes he does
1: Look at this. They're just carrying boxes and boxes out yeah. of this store. So they completely destroyed these stores, completely obliterated. I, I, I have to tell you, and, and I want you to listen, America. Uh, I, think this is, uh, I think this is really important. The, the actual state fascists, and many of them in just states, have exposed themselves. People know who they are. Now, think of this. Chris Cuomo's ratings on CNN... Has gone down since he started putting his brother on. People, even the bulls who watch CNN, are like, okay, this, enough of this. Um, the average person mm-hmm. is starting to wake up to who the bad guys are. And I don't know if they've woken up who the good guys are yet, but they are beginning to wake up and say, okay, this isn't right. These protests, this is going to hurt Antifa in the end. As long as no one overreacts on the good guy side. Right. Um, the media is discrediting itself. The, the fascists inside the Democratic Party at the state level and the national level are exposing themselves. It's just, gonna, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a matter of whether you believe the propaganda from the fascistic arm of the left if you're going to believe all of this, that uh, the Nancy Pelosi's and the, um, you know, even the Joe Biden, Joe Biden knows exactly. Well, he doesn't know what he's doing, but people in his campaign know exactly <laughs> what is being done to that to the Biden campaign that has been hijacked mm-hmm. now and and taken uh, control of by the Uber left. Uh, let me can I take a quick break? And then I want to go to Elijah Schaefer, who was in Dallas uh, and witnessed some of these riots and these beatdowns, unlike anything I've ever seen. We'll talk to Elijah here in just a second. Stand by. First, if I may, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Guess who forgot Relief Factor uh, at home when I went on vacation? Yes, that's right. My wife. My wife. Come on, you don't expect me to pack, do you? I mean, really? So anyway, my... <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm in so much trouble after every single show you have no idea. So uh, I forgot my relief factor at home. And so when I got here, I had to order some more and take it. And the three days without it was not pleasant. And it has been really this is the hardest working vacation I've ever had. Uh, we built a studio and uh, I put up the ship lap and uh, hammering two by fours and cutting. And uh, it was a nightmare anyway. Relief factor was there. Yes. Finally. Overnighted to me. And I took it and I feel so much better. It has kept me out of pain. And I've taken it for two years. Relief factor. It, it's not a drug. It, re, it relieves inflammation unlike anything else. I mean, I was taking, I was taking ibuprofen. Uh huh. And it wasn't helping me. Try their 3 week quick start trial pack. It's 19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
1: Oh yes. Thank you so much for listening. It's the Glenn Beck program. Uh, We have Elijah Schaefer with us. Uh, He's got some exclusive video that he captured in Dallas on the blaze TV. Uh, Welcome to the program. uh, Elijah.
6: Glenn, thank you for having me on.
1: So how much I I start with a very non-typical press question. How much does the spirit play a role in what you do? Because you're always going into very dangerous situations. Do you you do you get promptings of don't go there, and do you still go or not?
6: You know, Glenn. I know that uh, a lot of your your listeners are probably God fearing people, and I know because this is America. Some of them uh, are probably not, and that's totally okay with me because uh, it's a free country. But you know, I'm an evangelical Christian, and I I really do believe that what I'm doing. is, I genuinely sense, uh, you know, the leading and and, and the mission of God to go out there and to capture the truth. And so ultimately, where I feel like my spirit is not only speaking to me, but where I feel like I have the strength of God is to point the camera and to get into the middle of whatever the mainstream media will not cover and will not show anything that, that compromises or challenges their narrative.
1: Uh, CBS carried um, your video that was from uh, For the Blaze. They carried it, and they blurred it out, and it was it's pretty amazing. It's uh, in Dallas where these rioters are kicking and beating this guy, and he looks like he's dead, um, and he's laying on the ground. Can you tell me this story?
6: I absolutely can. I think this is vital uh, because the very dishonest far-left media is – working tirelessly at the moment to completely not only discredit myself but uh they always say elijah shaffer who works for glenn beck's uh blaze tv as if that's an insult yeah um but uh hmm. they, they they are they are trying so i'm going to clear the air right now for your listeners for an exclusive so they can hear this uh there was a group of about i would just say 150 rioters they were not protesters. They were breaking windows. They broke into a bank. They broke into a bar. They were looting alcohol and partying on the streets while breaking glass. These were not people that were grieving over black lives. And uh, the police had successfully splintered the uh, groups into four or five mobs. And uh, business owners were standing out in front of their businesses with a rifles that uh, and bats and different types of things to defend their shops because the police had lost control of the city. And it wasn't unfamiliar to see somebody, you know, trying to defend their property. In rally, just today, the police chief said they're not going to defend people's property. And people know that it is up to hmm. citizens to defend themselves. So this man... That's crazy. Uh, yeah, this man... Um, who the media keeps telling me that I said he was a shop owner. I never said that. He, is, he was defending a shop, and that's true. I spoke to him directly at, the next day, he's alive, and he was defending a bar that he liked. He didn't own the bar, but he was attempting to defend a bar. Uh, the, some of the rioters and were accosting him from what I saw. And again, if he was accosting them first and video surfaces, I will correct myself. But from what I saw, I can only go by that. Uh, rioters with rocks and bricks and bats and weapons 150 or more were accosting him as he stood in front of the bar. He started waving his, I think it was a machete, but people were calling it a sword, whatever uh, at the, the individuals then like, they approached him because he was defending the shop, Then they started stoning him, Glenn.
1: I know, I saw it. Mid-evil,
6: I saw it on your video. Mid-evil yeah, medieval throwing rocks and bricks, and he started swinging his machete. But he started running away, like any smart individual would do. And I want you listeners to know, we're in America. This is 2020. We do not stone people in the United States oh, of America. He, he, we are not a
1: stone. It honestly. It honestly looked like something we would have seen out of the Middle East in some of the you know worst kind of, of uh, situations in the Middle East. But it was in Dallas, Texas. Elijah, I'd like to have you on tomorrow because you also have verified uh, something else about bricks. Bricks are said to just be appearing uh, in pallets, whole pallets of bricks. And you saw something in Dallas that I want you to share on tomorrow's radio program. Elijah Schaefer from Blaze.